to the Catholic Nerds Podcast, your galactic source for quality Catholic nerdery. This is Scott. Colby. <laughs> Mary. And Cody. And tonight, uh, we're going to be going through all the new Star Wars news. Uh, you know, as much from a Catholic perspective as a Force perspective. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, two huge uh, pieces of news. Um, a little while ago, the new trailer was released for The Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine, Which is pretty bomb. Ryan, this also happens to be episode 9 of our podcast, so you might notice some correlation in the titles. Um, and the other <laughs> major piece We just noticed. <laughs> Scott had to tell us tonight that all of our titles course correlate to Star Wars titles. <laughs> yeah, more we or missed less. It. I picked up on a couple of them, but not as many as there, that are there. Yeah, it's really hiding the ball on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got um, the trailer, the new trailer to discuss, which it's only you know like a couple minutes long, but you know dissecting that scene by scene, we can take a take a good long time. And then other big news is the new trilogy, new Star Wars trilogy announced, and who will be uh, the directors slash writers of that. Also, in less happy news, or not happy news at all, J.J. Um, Abrams is donating some of the posts, some of his profits to his next show to a bad thing, to, um, to, abortion, uh, to abortion advocacy, and we'll talk more about that in a second. Yeah, I have, I have some stuff to say about that. Yeah, it's, nothing good can come of that. All right, so y'all want to start with uh, kind of in chrono- chronological order. Start with the trailer. Sure. It, what any uh, first thoughts about the trailer? So there's a lot going on. <laughs> yes. With with so little going on. Um, True. I'm I'm definitely curious to see why they chose the title that they did. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that a little before. Yeah. So what's your theory? Why they choose? I don't know. It's it's kind of nerve wracking. Do you think they're gonna like, you know, continue with the idea of the last episode being the last Jedi, and that they're just done whenever Ray and and Kylo Ren are, you know, have their little spout, or is this gonna be the birth of an entirely new order? I saw a really cool article. Um, it was like this guy realized exactly what the title meant, and the only thing it possibly could mean. And then he looked online and realized everyone else had realized the same exact thing. Of course. <laughs> Everybody has, everybody's pretty much of one mind that this is going to mean pretty much what you're talking about, that the Jedi as they are, the, the 1,000 generations of Jedi are going to be no more, and the new Force wielders are going to be called Skywalkers. Hmm. So uh, like much, Judaism followed by Christianity kind of? Right, and even so that, you know, Christians name themselves after their uh, progenitor, you know, after Christ. Right. So, very, you know, very similar to that, and, you know, maybe, although they already look like monks, right, the Jedi, so. Right, right. Maybe backwards and forwards. The way Does that mean they'll be able to walk that. on the sky? The, the way you introduced that reminded me of uh, Chesterton uh, in Orthodoxy, talking about the man who lands oh, in yeah. London and and discovers London. 
Yeah, well, he set sail from London because he wants to doesn't like England and wants to go find a new world and then (laughs) arrives in London and he's like, what is this new world? And he sees it through new eyes and then realizes that what he always wanted was (laughs) right around, right in front of him. Yeah, of course. That sounds so English. Such an English thing to do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Speaking of, I I wish we could talk about it more. Y'all were just in an English former, present colony, whatever. We were. I think it's called a territory. A a territory. It's more PC than calling it a colony. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that, Gibraltar, and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe the Falkland Islands. It seems like it's kind of like Puerto Rico. Except that I think they also, I don't know, because I think they also refer to it as a country. It's a little confusing. Oh. To me. Yeah. Yeah, but they drive on the wrong side of the road. No, and did, did we say y'all went? Or do we drive on the wrong side of the road? I know. No, I'm sorry. we drive on the My right God. side of the road. Did we say y'all they went drive to Bermuda? On the left did side I? Of the road. Did I forget to say that part? No, nobody said that we went to Bermuda. Bermuda, <laughs> Bermuda by the way. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, which, which you know, pop quiz? Where is Bermuda? It's in next the to the triangle. It's in the triangle. It's, in the triangle. <laughs> it's the top it's of the, the tip of the triangle. Well, but, but where is it at relative to the U.S.? Is it? Can I answer? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I'm so sure like, you know. Come on, who wants to be it's a millionaire? Like east of uh, Georgia, Florida, right? N- more no. like more like North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's more than on the east coast. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's out there. It's in the ocean. But we had. <coughs> excuse me. I'm getting over a cough. At least I hope I am. That I've had for like the last month. But uh, yeah, cough. That whole the Kokomo thing convinced Kokomo us. Kokomo somewhere way else. Right, yeah. but like Bermuda, Bahama, you know. Come we thought on, it was we by the Bahamas. It was in the Caribbean. And it's not. Nope. And it's amazing. Nope. And it's it's cool and breezy and, and gorgeous. Like, a, a, like Everyone the, the needs foliage. to go to there. <laughs> the foliage is a great mix of like island and like northeast. Like conifers know? and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really cool. You shouldn't have brought it up because we're never going to shut up. The, <laughs> yeah. the beaches are this soft pink peach color. Oh, and the water wow. is turquoise. Oh my god. And the sand Such is blue soft. Water. And, and there's cute little pastel houses. Too pretty. Well, it speaking really of uh, speaking of gorgeous places, uh, and even not gorgeous places, the, <laughs> the trailer begins. The trailer begins in a desert. A desert. <laughs> It's like the opposite of an ocean, or the. <laughs> the Star um, so, Wars universe is the opposite of Bermuda. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot in the universe. Well, I was gonna say like my my immediate reaction upon seeing the trailer and and this is coming from like growing up watching the Star Wars movies every single week watching the star wars movies four five and six and just loving every it. week every mm-hmm. week not not i'm not even kidding every mm-hmm. week we pretty yeah, much watch star wars i wouldn't be kidding either i, I mean and not then so much one two and first three, three movies one two and three and just kind of like crying about those <coughs> and then seven and eight and just kind of being like uh eh, the trailers looked amazing right but then i was very underwhelmed by the movie <clears throat> you know, well, so uh, the trailer for this one looks amazing, but I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> you know? All right, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. Please do. And it has to do something with what Luke says, right? He's like, I've, I've taught you all that I've known, or like we've given you all that we've known, right? Mm-hmm. All right, 
so my cousin and I have this conversation that we both agree on that you know Luke was like the chosen one in the moment Luke was a terrible Jedi <laughs> the only okay. reason he was the greatest Jedi of all time was because he was pretty much the only one mm-hmm. right well, I, I think probably Anakin. Um, I mean, Anakin was the chosen one. Right, right. Um, well, I'm saying, like, Luke was like, just such a big deal because he was the only one that was there, right? And he had, what, all of three lessons with Yoda? And and Rey is kind of the same story. I mean, she's the chosen one, you know, quote unquote. But it's like, it's, it's amazing how they continue this idea of, like, you know, the greatest Jedi has come with little to no training. They just kind of absorb the force and all this this skill and all this this knowledge by osmosis, mm-hmm. and and the universe just continues going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. I've I've never really considered Luke like the you know the greatest of the Jedi. I think that's because the, you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even even the way they set the movies, the only reason he could defeat Vader is well because. Um, you know, compassion. Vader helped him, but also yeah. because Vader was more machine now than man, as right. the line goes, right? And when you lose most of your body, you also lose the midichlorians with you, with them. And so, with with the diminished amount of midichlorians. Yeah, which I don't necessarily <laughs> like the the you know biochemical basis for the force, but like, yeah, that's that's definitely he is no longer as powerful as Anakin was. No, no you know? definitely not. It's a different kind of power, too, being, you know, uh, a Sith. But, yeah, I don't... I don't, Because because he was born of the Force, mm-hmm. I think Darth Vader has the highest midichlorian count, you know, ever, or Anakin did. I think they say that in The Phantom Menace. Right. Uh, and I, you know, swordsmanship, I think, you know, other people are definitely ranked higher than, than Luke, you know, Yoda being right. one of them. Right. Is this something well, I mean, that's covered in the comics, like these rankings of people and stuff? Like, it's kind of pieced together. Through pieced together in auto fan fiction stuff. In, in in the Last Jedi, I couldn't <laughs> help but like bust out laughing with with his stance, like the way Luke stands at the end of the movie. Like right. it, it looks like some some elementary kid with a sword. That's yeah. because he wasn't that great a Jedi. I was like, what the <laughs> heck is this? But I like the way that Rey's, uh, you know, plops down in the trailer. She looks oh, pretty yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm curious in the trailer, like, I'm trying to understand why she has to run in the opposite direction. Well, that's a, it's, it's, a good, uh, it's a good detail you're picking up on because you it's set up to think that they're adversaries. But we don't know that that's Kylo Ren in that Tie Fighter. That's, that's not. Th- that's that's not Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter. All you see is it's, hands. It's, yeah, it's modified, and it could be some kind of weird relay. Um, I don't care she, who it is. I just don't know why she's running away. <laughs> well, she's running away. You know, in a relay race, you start running, like as the person with the batons come and at you, you start you running slowly, and then you pass off the baton. Mm-hmm. It could be something. It could be working together somehow. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Like also, you you kind of assume it's Kylo Ren um, rebuilding his helmet, but the hands are hairy. It's some kind of alien, um, and we know he doesn't have hair on his body. Yeah, because they keep showing him to us shirtless <laughs> all the time. 
did y'all y'all notice the blue lightsaber at the beginning? Yeah. Yes, it's actually another thing I noticed too because people really didn't catch on. But in the Last Jedi, the lightsaber was broken, mm-hmm. and then when Luke appeared in his holograph form, mm-hmm. he had it. Which Kylo should have picked up on that because yeah. he's the one that broke the freaking lightsaber in the first mm-hmm. place. And then, and then his feet weren't disturbing the the salt. Right. But yeah, that's and so if you look closely in the trailer, you see a seam in, in the lightsaber where it's been fixed, where it's okay. been reconstructed. It might even be a little shorter. You know, like the damaged parts had to be like excised or something like that. Right. right. So you see this kind of cool shot, that gunslinger shot. Mm-hmm. Um, where you see her with the Luke's lightsaber and the blaster, I think that Han gave her. Mm-hmm. Um, and in A New Hope, you have the same scene with Han and his blaster staying from the Millennium Falcon. Almost so like, she's supposed to be like the combination. She's Han and Luke's baby. <laughs> oh God, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually ties back to your point earlier about Metacorians, because one of the other fan fiction theories was she was the new reincarnation of Anakin. And that she doesn't know who her parents are because she doesn't have parents. Right. Yeah, she could be born of the Force like like right. Anakin was. Right, right. And that could have been something Palpatine put in motion. Because this this episode 9, yeah, we, we have Palpatine's laugh in it. And it's confirmed that he's... He is going to be in it again. Yeah. Well, dang. There's some really cool... I mean, because in the Star Wars celebration, like, you know, where they uh, present... Where they first presented the trailer, um, Ian McDermott, or Mc, McDermott, um, the guy who played uh, Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, Senator Palpatine, you know, whatever, um, comes on All stage. Yeah. He comes on stage after the trailer and says, Roll it! Again, (laughs) so (laughs) confirming that it's definitely his laugh, and they've since confirmed that no, he's going to be part of it. And um, there's a rumor going around that Matt Smith might be playing him, Ah, which makes you wonder. Wait, Matt Smith isn't old, (laughs) you know? Could 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 this be some kind of new incarnation or clone of hmm. Palpatine? Well, there's also in 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 the trailer they talk about they, they say no one's ever really gone, right? Mm-hmm. And the rise of Skywalker. I mean, what if Vader's coming back? I mean, he was the chosen one, and he did not yet bring balance to the Force, well, which is part of the fan fiction theory that why Ray is his reincarnation because he never really brought balance to the Force, and so his person needs to be reincarnated to Boom. finish that task. And see, I, I haven't read any of the fan fiction or anything. I'm just thinking. <laughs> oh. like, well, I'm Luke. just smart. No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm not smart. I don't know if I'm right. See, but it's logical. So you make those connections, and so obviously it should be true, right? Exactly. Luke does... I have a degree in philosophy, so I'm a logical person, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Luke's first lines in the trailer also refer to that no one's ever really gone thing, because you've got this kind of um, uh, this duality between Jedi ghosts and Sith ghosts. Um, what Luke says, you know, a thousand generations are with you, like we are with you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we could be Anakin, him, Yoda, Qui-Gon, you know, all the Jedi coming back. But <laughs> the Sith don't um, come back as Force ghosts unless, unless they fully rejected. Um, well, and we, we've seen them come back if they rejected the dark side, right? Anakin came back. Yep. Um, yes, in the with, comics, with all these limbs. right? Okay, that, that's what I was curious. Like in the in comics, the, do yeah, they, in the comics, they, they say they can't. In the comics, it's much more of a Voldemort situation. Mm-hmm. Like they have similar to Horcruxes. Like they'll inhabit a mask. Um, is uh, there's this another Darth that inhabit inhabits his old robes. Um, See, so just, they just need to bring back Darth Maul. Well, they've done that before a couple times already. Have they really? He had this. He had a small cameo in a uh, solo. Solo, but I mean, the Clone Wars, mm, right? He yeah, comes he back. Um, so Wait, he comes back in the Clone Wars. Yeah, he's like the main antagonist of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Just got reassembled. No big. Which, if he can get reassembled, why can't Snoke get reassembled? Right? They died in the same way, except he fell three feet instead of a thousand feet. <laughs> Which weren't they saying? Oh, the Clone Wars is the animated series. Sorry, weren't yeah. they saying that Snoke might be like some sort of, essentially like almost a Horcrux himself of some sort? Right, like Palpatine could be inhabiting Snoke, um, and see Palpatine in the um, in the books in the um, expanded universe, and I think even in the dramatization books, he hid, um, he made observatories across the universe. That basically contained artifacts, um, Sith artifacts that he could then inhabit with his presence, and he could come back from. I mean, he, just like a Voldemort kind of situation. There's one supposed to be on Jakku, hmm. so that kind so of that, ties that in. could relate to the story that he told to Anakin in the Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, or Revenge of the Sith, maybe Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one it was, but he told him the story of Darth Plagueis uh, who discovered the secret of overcoming death or something like that, or bringing someone back from the dead. Bringing someone back and from the dead. His uh, apprentice killed him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who you, who it's highly suggested Darth Plagueis's apprentice is Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought. Like The first time I saw it, I was like... And, yeah, He's pretty much. Pretty much everybody assumes that there are some uh, theories out there that that's not true, and he just even made up the the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise, mm-hmm. as he described it. Um, but mm. that's one thing we're um, we're going to be having uh, Darth uh, Darth. Oh man, we're going to be having Doctor Brant Petrie on Darth Petrie. <laughs> Darth Petrie. <laughs> oh, and that's one of the things I wanted to make sure we talk about with him is the virgin birth of star wars which i think would be um <laughs> and be that great. yeah that's what darth play just that all goes into that shmish skywalker you know not having there was no father for anakin but yeah the the thousand generations with you speaking along catholic lines um that's such a communion of saints thing right Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and it, it reminds me of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, which is yeah. Also, Disney's going to be and pumping out Black Panther. <laughs> oh, he has all the, B- all Black, the Panthers Black Panthers with him. Before him, 
Yep. Yeah, like and that's kind of the idea of the passing on of wisdom from ruler to ruler, from leader to leader, um, from chosen one to chosen one. So yeah, you've got the thousand generations are with you. You know the the force ghosts versus the no one's ever really gone. The Sith ghosts, which is like the difference between the uh, ghosts from heaven, the Church Triumphant. Uh, and then the ghosts, you know, three types of ghosts from heaven, hell, purgatory. The ghosts from hell would be more like the the Sith ghosts. Oh, one uh, cool thing. If you've noticed, all three of the trailers for um, this, this last trilogy for 789, they all begin with the same thing. Did y'all notice? No. <laughs> I don't remember the trailers for seven, eight, and nine. Well, remember seven. Excited. Remember seven. Uh, you see like this empty desert scene, <coughs> and all of a sudden yes. uh, Finn's head pops up. Yes. Okay. But you hear something before Finn's head pops up. <laughs> Do you? You hear breathing. heavy breathing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. So seven, eight, nine. They all begin with heavy breathing. <laughs> It's like what is what is JJ Abrams' obsession with this? But, <laughs> I mean, but if you if you watch if you li- well if you listen, um, it's almost like uh, uh, Ray uses uh, force control of her breathing because she slows her breathing very quickly. She's like, you know, panting, and all of a sudden she's breathing evenly. She's in focus. So it's kind of just a very, just a slight nod that her force skills have increased. You know, like, mm. like, like Colby not being happy that Luke takes a couple lessons, and all of a sudden he's a Jedi Master. <laughs> but I basically mean, the same thing's happening with Rey. Well, she did steal the books, so. And she they could are, and, uh, I think they're implying that some time has passed. Yeah, that's true. There could yes. be a lot of time that's passed. That's true, because the the end of the last was the kids. And so, yeah, there's definitely the impression that, yeah, time could pass. So, one of the things that, um, that ties in with the passage of time is the next uh, couple, is like the next scene of the trailer. Um, you see a mountain city. Do y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, and so the idea is that that could be, and I don't know where this idea came from, but that could be the home of Ray's parents. Interesting. Like, this could be J.J. Abrams completely undoing, you know, what Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi, that she came from nowhere, that her parents sold her for beer money. And they were saying that... um that it looks like there's Jedi temples there, right? Right. So, um, like, it's a three-tiered plateau, or three levels of plateau, and each level has a spire at the rim, just like in Jeddah. Right. Uh, Jeddah being the planet where the kyber crystals came from in um, Rogue One, you know, that the Death Star destroyed, which, which seemed a lot like, um, like the... Jedi version of Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could be some kind of um, force wielding city, you know, lost city of the Jedi. Looking at it right that now. That would be fun. I've been in the or, expanded. Or, or 
I don't know if you thought of this, but we're just going back to Jar Jar Binks' place. Oh, oh none of it's that. It's underwater? But there are clouds. <laughs> <laughs> we're... <laughs> yeah. the, the Gungans. <laughs> the Gungans, yeah. I have a feeling we... Star Wars universe will never return. <laughs> that is the hope. Except right, who, who wants to actually, bet right really now that Jar Jar has a new hope? I, I have a really. Well, like, they call J.J. Abrams Jar Jar Abrams. I know. I heard that. That was hilarious. Uh, but the, I love the fan theory that Jar Jar Binks is a master Sith. Yeah. What are you talking about? He is. That's not a theory. He is. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Goldie. <laughs> I try to think. I, uh, the fan theories. I'm just like, let's just not think about it. Let's just. I not. mean, but seriously, <laughs> no one else can jump like that. Like, and all the things he does on accident. Come on. <laughs> right. And not to give spoilers. Oh, I can't because you haven't seen Endgame yet. Dang it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I almost, I really almost did. I caught myself. Tied into Endgame. <laughs> I think the spoiler uh, moratorium gonna... uh, ends on Monday or something. I was going to say there were three... It ended this past Monday. No, ne- next three Mondays were, from now. <laughs> there were three, three main fan theories about Endgame that were true. I like okay. it when they're all true. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. This, so this okay. is like a prelude to our next episode, right? There Which is going to be on Endgame. I'm intrigued. We're giving a lot of... Uh, Gosh, I've been we've got a lot of good episodes coming out. Because Mary and I have flushed it out with each other... Ad nauseum. Since we saw it, yeah. So so I already just want to talk to other people about it. Same. I'm, I've already seen it twice, and I'm probably going to see it again this week. So I'd like to go see it again before we talk about it on, yeah. on the podcast. Too. I may have been mildly weeping the day after we saw it. Okay. Oh, I was mildly, mildly weeping when I saw it. Because it was over. No, no, not because it was over. Thank <laughs> you. It's over. I was, I was mildly weeping when I saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I just didn't expect to be like. I was just thinking about it the next day, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm crying. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, um, from the perspective of someone who hasn't seen Endgame, it's being really built up. I'm it worried. is not that great. I'm just kidding. It <laughs> no, it's not that great. It's the greatest. Uh, how, it I mean, really good. But it's not even in the Star Wars universe. How could it? <laughs> All right, different different show. Let's get back on track. <laughs> See, it's that good. It's trying to hijack us on the show. Yeah, that's impressive. Anyways. Um, so we have a new droid, uh, D.O., yeah, I think it. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, who came up with that concept art? Its uh, design is supposed to be based on a duck. Yes, but that's a dumb. duck. Mm-hmm. And even the sound it makes is kind of. Unless it's like a, a duck that looks like Howard the Duck, it ain't worth it. Well, isn't that movie coming out? Pretty. There, like there's supposed eventually? to be a movie Howard. I'm the excited duck about out, yeah. that. I hope but, Leah I mean, Thompson's in that one too. But seriously, it looks like a hair dryer on top of uh, one of those little things that, like the little wheels that people ride on. Well, speaking of hair dryers, we had a whole army of those things from the Separatist droid army. So it's just like they're a little baby, little baby droid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just. I wonder, you know, I was just thinking I mean, BB, that BB-8, that ma- right? That's BB-8, right? Was. A, a, like kind of a, a revolutionary design you know yeah. it was yep. really neat really interesting it's fun to watch but then this other one i'm just like it's gonna be an idiot well i mean it's it looks contemporaneous in design you know with like the it, spheroid it looks like a dumbo a what a dumbo like an dumbo. idiot oh yeah it's like a it, wheel it looks stupid 
It's like a wheel, a platform, and then like a. It's gonna run into all sorts of things. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be like Jar Jar Binks. No. It's gonna be the comedic relief. <laughs> it will, will I'm be, telling but you. it'll actually be funny, <laughs> probably. No, I don't think it will. My question like, is, well, if figures. if Bill Hader was the voice of BB-8 or you know somehow animated or whatever, who I wonder maybe that's where Matt Smith comes in as Do. Mm. Uh, I, I too have strong opinions about the new robot. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Sure I don't. <laughs> I'm listening. I'll be so outspoken about it. It is short, though. I mean, looking in the trailer right now, it is below C-3PO's knees, so mm-hmm. it's pretty darn small. It's, it's smaller stuff. than BB-8. Oh yeah. It's like the baby Groot of the mm. droid world. No, because no. people like baby Groot. And or baby the... Groot is cute. This thing's dumb. What were the other things called? The Pogs. The little Pogs were yeah, like little penguins. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> they didn't bring those back into the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So, so uh, there's so, on the. Oh wait, were you saying something, Colby? I'll say side shout out. So, talk about the different droids. There's a YouTube channel. It's a girl named Jenny Nicholson, and she does fan theory rants about a lot of Star Wars stuff. Uh, but one of their main comments, so she gets a lot of her videos. Her bed is usually covered in like pork pillows. And and poor pillows, porgs. Oh <laughs> gracious! Yeah. So, anyways, other nerds want to check out her channel on YouTube. They can do that. What's the name of the channel again? Jenny Nicholson. Jenny Nicholson. She's got some pretty good stuff. You should check it out. So, pre- pretty much the the you know the moment in trailer Star Wars trailer history that everybody just like fell over dead for was when. Han and Chewie came into the Falcon and were like, what they say? Chewie, we're home. <laughs> so we have something like that happening again with this trailer, right? Uh-huh. Um, we have we have Chewie back in the Millennium Falcon along with Lando, right? Who is now an old man. Yeah, old man Billy D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to see him back in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> My my question is, uh, you know, how many tie-ins are we going to have with Solo? Because he's wearing the same shirt, if you notice, that he was wearing in Solo. That mm. yellow with the black... Uh, yeah, but he's always wearing the same shirt. <laughs> no, no, I mean, he's... You know, he's had the cape at Bespin, the blue cape and the blue shirt at Bespin. He had the Rebel Commando outfit in uh, Return of the Jedi. You know, with Nia Numb... And the Millennium Falcon. So, I mean, like, Lando Yellow's kind of only the solo movie. Mm. And another person we have wearing yellow, Lando Yellow, um, is this new actress, Janna. Uh, or the new character, Janna. Um, his daughter. Who, daughter. yeah, may be his daughter. <laughs> um, I like how you call it Lando Yellow. <laughs> yeah, Lando Yellow. <laughs> That's the official color. It's Lando Yellow. I mean, he, I just realized he's basically like the only person they have left, isn't he? Yeah, yeah they killed off Well, besides Chewie. And well, Chewie just died, too. That's the fourth major Star Wars news story I forgot oh about. Oh, yeah, that's right. Peter Mayhew. That. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to cry again. Yeah, that's Was really he good. still doing it for these more recent movies? He was transitioning out. There's another guy that uh, was doing it with him. Because yeah. he just had, you know, I, I don't know if he had, uh, I think it's called gigantism or giantism. 
Um, but his bones um, and joints were just, you know, he walked with a cane yeah. for most of the end, for like the last 20, 30 years of his life. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, part of the stuff I read was that he acted as consultant for The Last Jedi. Yeah. Like helping the new actor kind of get into the role. Mm. But yeah, he's a pretty sweet guy. He had some good charities that um, I think are mostly pro-life. I mean, not <laughs> explicitly, but they're not like, you know. Donate in lieu of flowers. Donate to Planned Parenthood for Chewbacca's right. funeral. <laughs> uh, which you know brings up the J.J. Abrams thing later on. But before we leave this topic, um, remember what happened? Did y'all all saw Solo, right? Yes. Yes. Remember the Thank droid you. that <laughs> confession. <laughs> remember the droid uh, Lando's droid in Solo, the fe- the female droid that. Like, was in love with him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember what happened to her? She got uploaded to the Millennium Falcon, and that's how they were able to navigate the Kessel Run. That's right. Yes. Who was she in love with? Lando. She was in love with Lando. Like, she was was hoping for some kind of human droid relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because Lando's just that smooth, I guess. Yeah. But. Especially Donald Glover. I mean, he's. Pretty handsome that's dude. true. Donald Gulliver played Lando. That's true. Who's the, uh, that's the, the new Lando? Yes. That the was younger? The, younger the Lando, new yeah. young. Okay, gotcha. Um, but with Lando back in the Millennium Falcon, it's going to be a reunion. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they were together. Uh, um, Lando was in the Falcon, you know, but you get going, you pirate, uh, at the end of Return of the Jedi, but, you know, we didn't know this about the droid, so maybe now they'll be connecting it maybe now that he's wearing the yellow shirt they'll rec- you know the falcon will recognize him or something mm, like that maybe but that's what i'm hoping for that could be really cool well, then i hate it good. when the, the the vehicle i get in to drive happens to be my ex you know <laughs> it's just the worst <laughs> it's well, like technically a, they were never together so there isn't well yeah not in the uh, biblical sense <laughs> Well, it's kind of like uh, Stephen King's Christine. Uh, it's been done. <laughs> Never works out very well. No. That's remember Christine. That's the killer car. Anybody? Mm. Crickets? Nope. Anybody? Or not as nerdy. I, I, I remember it. I've never seen it. Bueller. <laughs> um, so uh, before we get to that, uh, you know, which Death Star was it that was? In the wreckage at the end of the trailer. There's also that Yavin Four medal. Y'all noted. Y'all saw the notice the the golden medal. The golden yes. medal that Chewie didn't get. Yeah, that Chewie got snubbed. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably not Chewie's. So he doesn't get medals. He doesn't get hugs. Nobody likes Chewie for some reason. And now he's dead. Stop it. <laughs> Very sad. We have to have an in memoriam at the end of this episode. <laughs> but yeah, so the question is, is it Luke's medal or is it Han's medal? Mm. What do you, y'all think? Well, I'm looking at it now, and it looks like... I mean, like why is that a question? It's a woman's hands that are holding it. So so it's probably Leia that's holding it. Yeah, yeah. It is, is it an older woman's hands or younger woman's? Yes, they're older woman's hands. Why because does it matter whose medal question. it is? Well, <coughs> I don't have an answer for that, but the big question is what they're going to do with Leia. Yeah, that is a big question. Because, I mean, they have her in a scene. 
Mm-hmm. Um, probably from the same footage from Force Awakens. They just recrafted it. Right. Um, but it it can matter if it's Luke or Hans because you know artifacts of Jedi, um, artifacts of Sith matter. You know, so uh, Ray uh, Kylo Ren is going around collecting artifacts. Um, but it also matters. You know who this is passing on to? Did Han Solo pass it to his son Ben Solo? Um, did he pass it on to Leia, and now it's being passed on to uh, Ren as kind of like an, you know, aunt, like that's kind of like their daughter. You know, is that is that indicate some lineage, perhaps? Uh, it's probably not Luke's because Luke didn't have anything. Like we see his house, his apartment on the island, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Has like not even a toothbrush, <laughs> so um, that that's why it could be uh, important. And I mean, it's in the trailer, so obviously you know something's going on with it. Mm. They're trying to make you think something's going on. It's a diversion. Another interesting thing is so they got that medal on Yavin Four. If it's the first, if it's the wreckage of the first Death Star, that's in that ocean. Um. Guess who's from Yavin 4? Guess whose home planet is Yavin 4? Who's that? Poe. Oh, yeah. So, maybe there's something going on there. Oh, Poe. Well, look at the scene now. Yeah, Joseph. So it's Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewie, and then all the droids. Mm Mm-hmm. They're all all in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably too old to get off the ship. Stop it. Like, oh. Mary has predicted his death. Crap. <laughs> Very dead. <laughs> well, I mean, all the other original cast has been killed off, except well, for they Chewie. Got a, they got a habit of making every episode dramatic now with somebody dying, so. <laughs> I was but kind of like, that's that's what they get when Carrie Fisher died, because I was like, they went and unnecessarily killed their other two big people, and then she was like, well, guess what? Well, they really died. gone, too. Yeah, and so does Leia die in the timeline of this movie or <coughs> between the movies? Maybe she gets assumed. Whoa. <laughs> the, the queen of the Force. Mm-hmm. She gets assumed into the Force? I guess I guess Shmi should be the queen of heaven and the queen of the Force. In this. No, Shmi is the, the first Eve. Well, she had a virgin birth. All right, well, I was wrong. <laughs> Which that actress played the Blessed Mother in a made-for-TV movie. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> so whenever I see her, I think of her as... I saw that first, so I think of her as Mary, and I'm like, dude. Uh, yeah. I see. And then we think of Poe as Joseph, because he was in the Nativity story. Yeah. Mary's pretty good at recognizing people. I say pretty good. She's... I have a very oh, specific Mar- skill set. <laughs> she, yeah, she has a very specific skill and set. And it is recognizing like, people. It's recognizing people who were in things like 30 years ago. Okay, okay. Well, then I got a challenge for you. Wow. Yeah, have you ever seen? Me? Have you ever seen the movie Galaxy Quest? Mm, With yes, Sigourney Weaver and Alan Rickman. Yes, once, one okay. time. One time. Tim Allen. <laughs> the scene yeah. where they pick him up in the limo, I and all the aliens are in the car. Who is one of the aliens that's sitting in the car? Oh my gosh, I have zero memory of yeah of, yeah. of that scene. We'll, we'll have to go to that scene at some point and see. Well, here, if she I could go look it. it up right now. I'll go look up Don't. the scene, <laughs> not Don't not who it is, but the scene. So okay, 
Galaxy Quest limo scene. And you think uh, this is someone I'd know? I feel yes, like this, this is someone you should recognize. Oh, For, I know who it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Or how about... Um, oh, yeah. Is it Dwight? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson, yeah. Dwight Troop. Yep. That's fantastic. We saw him in something else recently, like that was probably before he was, you know, a big deal. He yep. was in uh, Super, the the movie um, directed by the Marvel Cinematic Universe director. I haven't seen that one yet. I should probably see that at some point. Um, but yeah. So also, also the mayor Rain of Rain Wilson is one of the aliens. Yeah, I'm looking at it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, Wait, and I know the chick from something. Sigourney Weaver from Aliens? No, 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 no the alien chick. chick. I know the alien chick from something, but it's going to take a while. Remember the remember the Merovingian's wife in The Matrix? Mm. Maybe. <laughs> There's Mero what a Vingian? The Merovingian, like, uh, like, she's... Uh, it's like the Matrix Reload. Anyway, it's, you know, Mary Magdalene from The Passion, which that... Oh, that actress? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I had a really proud moment in recognizing people recently. Like, I recognized someone... This is not going to sound impressive to anybody else, but basically was thinking about a movie that I saw, like, 20 years ago and then recognized someone in the memory from something we've seen more recently and went and looked it up and it was correct that it was the same okay here's here's another one for you so with avengers endgame right everybody knows who thanos is Mm -hmm. what was one of his first movies that was mentioned ah dang it Scott didn't even let the question get finished you don't wait to then a question to buzz Nope. <laughs> that's why, Touché. man, it's like when y'all were talking with Doug and he was talking about goons and all that kind of stuff, it's like, man, this is like, I should have been on this episode. Oh, yeah. But, yep, yeah, no, he was the brother in the goons. Mm-hmm. Brand, I think, and is Brand. his name because that's yep. such a weird name. Yep. <laughs> really? Was that really like the first thing he was in? It was one of his first movies, I believe. Holy cow. Before he wanted yeah. to wipe out half the universe. And, <laughs> and which is interesting because Brant Petrie, like, that's still. <laughs> That's the most similar name to that that I've really... This is a transition back to Star Wars. This All right, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get him for next week. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, that will be our uh, theology of Star Wars. Um, actually, and speaking of that, um, the Catholic nerds have allowed me to uh, run an ad for holy water <laughs> at least i think they've allowed me we had a vote of the we board. had a vote i'm pretty sure two of us said no and i did not abstain <laughs> That's so. Not true. <laughs> so this podcast brought to you by holy water books um Woo. you can find holy water books at holywaterbooks.com uh it's the publisher of my most recent book lord of the rings and the eucharist uh, which you can get um, either on that website, holywaterbooks.com, or from Amazon. Uh, both the paperback and ebook are available. And someday, hopefully, on Catholic Nerds, they'll let me nerd out about Lord of the Rings and the Eucharist. It's um, totally down. But, Scott. Hmm. Tolkien was not a religious man. Have you seen the biography about his life? Yeah, Scott. Put out by, I don't know, was it Disney? Yeah, probably. 
Thanks Religion for. Religion did not play a prominent role in his life. I'll tell you what. what? I'll tell you what. When the movie comes out, we'll start a talking series. How about that? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Let me like uh, sp- well, spike. Let me spike that ball that Mary month. just put in the air for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. But yeah, so Tolkien said the one great thing to love on this earth, the Eucharist. Super Catholic, <laughs> <laughs> super awesome, and um, he. People talk to him, uh, talk uh, about his work as not being an allegory, and he rejected the idea that as an allegory. That's because people kept asking him whether the One Ring was like the atomic bomb. In this book, Lord of the Rings and the Eucharist, um, we go through how a, v- a very obvious allegory exists, uh, where the Eucharist is throughout these books, mm-hmm. and it just goes really deep, and it's really fun and awesome can find that at holywaterbooks.com uh lord of the rings and the eucharist by yours truly thank you for uh let me get that in yours truly you? is scott by the way <laughs> scott scott smith which which by the way let's let's talk for just a moment like yes I, I consider myself to be a nerd and i'm sure mary considers herself to be a nerd and colby considers himself no to be i a was nerd. offended when y'all asked me to be a part of it <laughs> But Scott is like a super nerd. Like <laughs> it, it, nerdism is his superpower. <laughs> All right, the so metachlorians are the metachlorians are strong with this. One. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> writes books, has a law degree, went on is an engineer, went on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, theology, is an illustrator. Oh my gosh! Husband and father. Husband and father. So nerdy. And a homesteader. Farmer. <laughs> Seriously, Scott. He has sheep and, and pigs. Baby pigs. He just birthed a bunch of pigs on his wife's birthday. Go figure. And does it all? Does it all with a smile on his face? Yeah. And so buy his book. I don't know if he sleeps. I, I don't know we if he don't sleeps. Think he sleeps. He's probably a robot, but. You but know, we like him anyway. We love him. He's amazing. Super me. nerd. So check out his books. Uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> go for it. Does Does Holy Water Books have like a sub heading like Holy Water Books? Like it'll knock the devil out of you or something like that. <laughs> I'm kind of uh, speechless right now. So, uh. Holy Water Books. Get you a little sprinkle. Yeah, yeah get you a little sprinkle. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> those really nice things y'all just said about me. Still, still blushing. I'm glad this isn't <laughs> televised. Um, but recorded. <laughs> but yeah, we, we do have a motto. It's at the unexpected horizons of the new evangelization. Nice. So on the on the Bermuda trip, which by the way, I feel like we should have mentioned the Bermuda trip was that Cody's work, the Knights of Columbus, oh, sent yeah. us there. Please do mention. Along with 500 other, or no, not five. There were 500 people on the trip. So there were a little over (coughs) 250, almost 300 agents that qualified for the incentive trip. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, So it was great. Huge blessing. But we got to hear a a rendition of Baby Got Back played as a slow song. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Like at a bar. And this wasn't put on by the Knights of Columbus, but it was at a random bar. Like it started with, oh my God. Becky. No, it didn't start with that. Oh, okay. it, it just it, it was very like slow. It and took us a while to figure out what it was. Was it was it piano melody or was no? It, it was on a ukulele. Whoa. ukulele. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was. I, I have I have it recorded. It's or part of it recorded. It was beautiful. I, like I was like until it oh wasn't. my gosh, I, I, I turned to Mary. I was like, do you know what song this is? Like I'm busting out <laughs> laughing. 
because it's hilarious. And, and I'm like, Mary, do you know what song this is? And she's like, I thought he was tearing no. up. <coughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot which part it was exactly, <laughs> but I started singing along, and it was it was fantastic. I love. I'm gonna it. look up the lyrics, but be that as it may, there is a a Richard Cheese, um, Sir Mix-a-Lot cover of that, but I thought I remember. Saturday Night Live uh, doing like a lounge singer version of that. I think that's what this guy does. He does like la- he's he's a lounge singer, so he <laughs> takes rap songs or like provocative songs and turns them into like slow love ballads. I think basically. this is the part it was at. He's a, it was he's like, a very specific talent set. It was Skills like set. but you but you know who understands those rap guys? They only <laughs> talk to her because no, she looks like it. a total prostitute. Okay, but it was like that was part of what I heard. Okay, it really brings yourself. Really brings a tear to the eye. I know. It's true, but it's it's about any anything that you do in life. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It was touching. (laughs) The sun was setting in the background. It really. Yeah. The sun was setting over the water. The music was playing over the blue, blue water, and it was great. We had just finished the most expensive dinner ever, Mm. and. We Sky accidentally, we accidentally, we're going to stop <laughs> talking about Bermuda, but we accidentally went to the most expensive restaurant in Bermuda the first night there with some other people wearing shorts and like tank tops. And we were too embarrassed to say, and oh, we, were we too can't embarrassed afford to say, oh, we're so sorry. You know, because they were like, oh. oh, you have to have a reservation. Oh, never mind. We'll accommodate you. And they sat us. And then we're like, oh, crud. Well, how, well what was, you. you're American. What kind of, what kind of prices are we talking about? Like sixty dollars minimum for an entree. Oh, that's pretty with expensive. no sides. With no sides, yeah. <laughs> Water's like twenty bucks. The, the, yeah, water, so water actually bucks. cost us twenty bucks. What so we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't Bruce know. Chris. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it was great. It got us. It taught us a valuable lesson that for the rest of the trip, we always said, "Can we see your menu first <laughs> before letting them them seat us?" You know. And they whipped out literally a three foot long pepper mill. <laughs> it was hilarious. I did see those pictures. Yeah, so that's what we paid for. Was the pepper mill <coughs> and the photos? The photos. Mm. Apparently, Beyonce was there once. You know, more black pepper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She had a girls' night in the wine cellar. Yeah, mm. we did not. <laughs> so anyway, we did not. So, new uh, Star Wars trilogy announced. Um, uh, just within a couple weeks uh, after the. Uh, after our 2019 The Rise of Skywalker in 2022, we're going to have the first uh, installment of this new trilogy. Uh, and then a new one every two years. So we have to wait a trilogy for this next trilogy. Oh, is it that long? Three years? Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a nice little break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, you know, Disney Plus is going to, like... Uh, going to uh, just slam down like a whole bunch of um, TV, Star Wars TV series, which could be cool. That could be the new use for Ryan Johnson, so long as he's not making Star Wars movies. Uh, No offense, sorry, Ryan Johnson. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's the Mandalorian series. Ryan Johnson is listening to our podcast. Yes. Ryan, I apologize. Thank you for that generous Patreon donation. That's Catholic Nerds at Patreon.com. Um, 
But there's that Mandalorian series, TV series, that's going to be awesome. There's a trailer for that, which we could have talked about too, um, but just blew people away. I mean, we could have talked about it, but I don't know what Mandalorian means. Oh, that's Boba Fett. He wears, he's a Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Which, okay. I mean, everybody's favorite bounty hunter, you know, because it's not Dengar. That's true. And nobody really likes dog. Oh, gosh. No, <laughs> no we don't. So, Sorry, dog. So Thank like, you for your pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, Kathleen Kennedy's guy was Ryan Johnson. And that's probably why we have Laura Dern and purple hair in The Last Jedi. Instead <laughs> of Ryan Johnson, you know, we have J.J. Abrams doing The Rise of Skywalker. And instead of Ryan Johnson doing the new trilogy now, we have the Game of Thrones guys, Benioff and Wise. <laughs> What do y'all think about about that? Not that any of us are Game of Thrones watchers. No. Yeah, I have no input on this conversation. No. How, what article? Where'd you get your info? Because article I'm reading is giving a little bit different info. Um, it came out like like eight hours or like just hours ago. Like that, it okay. was confirmed. Well, as of the recording of this episode, that Benioff and Wise are definitely. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think they're directing because they didn't. They've, you know, Wait, the game. Of, You're saying they and are, but yeah, this is two people. Benioff, our children. Yes, Benioff like, and Wise. Right. So it's kind of like the Russo brothers. Like they work together. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Or the like Duffer. Yeah, they're not brothers, but. Um, season eight of Game of Thrones apparently has been really controversial because they had to cut it basically down to a half season. Because of, well, Benioff and Wise had something else they were involved in, namely the Star Wars, the new Star Wars trilogy. So they kind of short, they truncated the end of Game of Thrones, and a lot of people are upset. Things that would have taken, uh, people are saying like 10 episodes uh, of plot arc to, to go through. It, they just did one episode, so they really, you know, it, people are not liking what they did to the last season. Well, and the well, fact that they're making they them all like an hour and a half show. long. What did you say, Colby? I said, aren't they making like the latest episodes like almost two hours long? Oh, I see. I don't know. I just um, they also so some people are saying because they Benioff and Wise aren't so great, it's that they have great source material, um, the J.R.R. Martin Game of Thrones novels, um, and that's kind of true because uh, even though they had great source material for. Wolverine, they they directed or they um, yeah. put together X Men Origins Wolverine. Pretty good source material there, but they screwed that up pretty. Not, not just pretty good source material, but if you've ever read the Origins of Wolverine, like it's a fantastic story. Uh, and then they somehow screwed it up. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously. And and Ryan Reynolds will tell you the same thing. And 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 I'm sure yeah, because they messed this up. Episode. They messed up. Yeah, on Patreon. They really messed up Deadpool right. or Weapon X. Right. <coughs> there was a Weapon X program. They, they, they screwed up the whole thing. Like they they screwed up the continuity. They screwed up <coughs> a bunch of the great storylines that could have been. Which is why, in my opinion, whenever they did Days of Future Past, right, mm-hmm. or, or they, they they basically restarted the timeline. Right. They were like. Forget everything that's already right. happened in X Men. Right. Right. We're rebooting this shit. <laughs> Sorry right. for the language. 
but like he the, has strong feelings i do this. i do have strong feelings about this like this this was like i was like praise god this happened because mm-hmm. i like they screwed it all up with origins the, the first three movies were like fun movies like it's not like they were the greatest movies of all time but they were fun to watch but origins was just like you're really screwing stuff up and i mean what you know i gave the x-men movies a lot of rope because we didn't really have a lot of good uh, superhero movies, um, right? For a while, they were I mean, the first Batman. Like, well, they were first. well, yeah, we had like Batman Forever, you know, Batman and Robin, which just totally destroyed that franchise. <laughs> but we, it was the first of the Marvel. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it was it was the first live action Marvel things. Well, I, Blade was before the X Men, right? But, yeah. But Blade is a different, yeah, different thing altogether. Yeah. But it was, it was really like one of the first things that Marvel did is like we're planning this. This is a continuity type of thing, right. and it was it was it was a fun story. Mm-hmm. Not saying anything about the I, I guess it, the, the the cinematography or the movie itself. It was a fun story. Th- those came out with the. Um, Toby Maguire uh, Spider-Man movies, right? He, more or right less, right around that time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's just kind of a is much more comic booky, you know, back then. It is we. I think yeah, we I'd definitely say like the the newer X-Men are a lot more dramatic. Yeah. To mm-hmm. you know get you in, engrossed in the characters' lives. Um. Mm. Oh man, yeah. I got so much to say about this, but I will say though, Michael Fassbender has definitely game. been my favorite Magneto so far. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh gosh, he's so good. And I uh, don't want to talk about his family. <laughs> what? Uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, or <laughs> no? <laughs> what happened to his family in that last? Oh, movie. Yep. On the, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Okay. <coughs> I was very even, upset for a long period of time. That's not even talking about the. Uh, I don't know if anybody watches. Um, uh, the gifted, but that's been pretty interesting too. Um, kind of in conjunction with X Men. Anyways, uh, this is all conversation for a different podcast. Yeah, we need to have an X Men podcast. Oh, absolutely! Oh gosh, like kind of going back to the my favorite will always be the Fox Kids Uncanny X Men. I loved it. It was fantastic. I went back and rewatched it like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we can. They're about to come out with the Dark Phoenix, so we can add it to the list. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm nurse sighted about Dark Phoenix. Nurse sighted. Yeah. <laughs> Nervous but excited. Nervous Love but it. excited. So that's the new Star Wars trilogy. Um, we don't know much <laughs> about it. We, the showrunners for Game of Thrones, that might be a good choice. And and it, it's kind. Of, it looks like it's an indication that they might go deep into the past of the this past, you yeah. know to the um knights of the old republic since we've got that would make sense with game of thrones um but i mean people if it's working in on it modern star wars fashion they're just gonna take star wars and combine it with game of thrones yeah and mash up mash up well so you know, so, so just so i understand it's that, it's that the creators again. it's that the creators of Game of Thrones, the or writers, the story writers, or directors. Well, doesn't right? that seem like they an indication it. that we might be seeing some more racy plots? I, yeah, I hope not, though. I mean, there's they haven't really changed a lot uh, from the canon, like the original Star Wars movies. Like, 
the only in these last movies did you even begin to see slow mo <coughs> slow mo scenes. You know, mm-hmm. like when when Ray mm-hmm. is leaping on top of the Tie Fighter, that that's a slow mo scene. You don't see that in Star Wars. So, I mean, like they've yeah. been very slow to change because they know the fan base mm-hmm. will will get them if they if they deviate too much from the Star Wars um, body of myth. So I really hope they're not going to take a hard left turn and go, uh, you know, with nudity and, uh, you know, yeah. that kind of, you know, sex so, scenes. So quick, I don't think they can because, I mean, it's still considered a family series. Yeah. Well, so's I mean, they could many with, other. <laughs> yeah. So quick, quick, quick divergence, right? We um, can't talk about divergent now. Cause ah, that would be a whole nother... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, have y'all seen the um, the video, uh, the remake of Luke's? I mean, uh, not Luke. Oh, uh, the fight scene, Obi Wan and Darth Kenobi Vader versus Darth Vader. I saw that advertised, but I haven't. Oh my gosh, dude! What? So much better than the original fight. That's Hold awesome. Up. Yeah, Google it, right it was. It was really well done. Yeah, I'm gonna like, have to check that out. Like right. Oh after. my gosh! We'll put a, a I was, link I was to like, it in the uh, my, show. My notes. heart was beating super fast. I was like, I was like a five year old kid again. I like, just kind of watching this. Million views in less than a week. It it what? is amazing. That seems like more. Like I'm kind of tearing up <laughs> thinking about it. Or talking about it. Like it was so good because like back then they didn't have the technology to do a really really awesome fight. Scene, <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> like and it was just like a waving of the lightsaber. And, yeah, Obi Wan looked like he was time. like knighting Darth Vader. Right. Just like <laughs> and swish, swish, swish. Yeah, and it was cool for its time. But You're then we see we see Yoda <laughs> fighting in, in, in uh, Attack of the Clones, and it's like holy what? cow! Like, like, flipping we see Obi Wan fighting like that, you know? Uh, and then the Obi Wan, and they basically just redid it, and it was beautiful. <laughs> so that's the. Uh, the good news, the bad news is um, this stuff with J.J. Abrams. Listen, he listened to. Um, I put Stacy Abrams. Is that her name? The uh, the lady that ran for governor of Georgia. And let then, me tell you how much I know about the lady that ran for the governor of Georgia. Well, anyway, um, I can't see both their names being Abrams. <laughs> yes, but that is her. It, they're both last name is Abrams. Yes. Wow, that's coincidental. Are they related? Party nominee in the 2018 Georgia Um, election. So, J.J. Abrams, uh, after listening to a speech by Stacey Abrams, who's, you know, um, a Democrat, uh, very pro-abortion, he decides, he states publicly um, that he's going to donate the profits of his next show, which they're filming in Georgia. It's an HBO series called Lovecraft Country. Uh, he's going to donate that to anti or to pro-abortion groups that are trying to kill uh, Georgia's heartbeat bill. And so here's the thing about that, right? The governor has said, "Let Hollywood leave," right? <clears throat> Until they change the governor, I don't think the law is going to change. Well, even if they did change the governor, right? Even if they did change the governor, like they don't seem to care. Yeah, like yeah. and and here's the funny part, right? J.J. Abrams is still bringing a ton of money to Georgia in order to film that, right? Like, there's a ton of money coming to the state mm-hmm. to film that, and he's gonna donate his proceeds. Which I'm sure it's not all of his profits. It's 
right. percentage. It's going to be a small percentage. He's uh, just trying profits. to. He's trying to appease all the pro-choice people that are saying, "Oh, we need to boycott there." And he's like, "Yeah, we totally should." Or, or <laughs> he's like, he's like the Star Lord. Like, or here's a better plan. You know, like what if we, what if we just donated like a hundred bucks to you know a different pro-choice group. a pro-choice group. It makes and it would be fine. No sense. I'm just super relieved when. When I read that, I was like, please tell me it's not episode nine, Profits. Because <laughs> A, couldn't watch it. B, that's a lot of money going to the bad guys, yeah. to the dark side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, speaking of money going to the dark side, the majority of people don't know where their money is right now. Like, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but this is something that kind of annoys me, right? Is that a lot of people don't pay attention to where their money is invested? There are many companies out there that that invest directly to, like organizations like Planned Parenthood. That's where their charitable donations go in order to give them more profit, in a sense, you know, because they showed their charitable goodness or whatever, and more people want to give money to them, and so they're able to give more money, whatever. But anyways, improving their public image. improving their public image. Well, and so I think was it Coca Cola that just said we stopped donating to Planned Parenthood, but they actually didn't at all. So you can't even, you know, you can't. You can't yeah, the, the the fact is, is, there are so many companies out there, uh, and most people have their money, like the bulk of their money, the bulk of their assets, with the companies that give to organizations that we disagree with as Catholics, right? No, and so we're no. funding our own opposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that is a problem, in my opinion. <laughs> like, the fact that we're giving money to fund our own war against us. <coughs> you know? It's like, we need to pay attention to where our money's going. Sorry, tangent. So my should bad. they put their money with a Catholic organization? I think they should put their money with a Catholic Whoa. organization. What, what? what Catholic that organization might, might that be? <laughs> I there, know, right? There are multiple ones out there. I would say Knights of Columbus, first and <laughs> foremost. Not being biased, but we're a fantastic company. Uh, then there's Ave Maria, Ave Maria Mutual, Mutual Fund. Fund. I know there's some, some contention with Ave Maria Mutual Funds as to whether or not they stick to the guidelines of the USCCB, but they try to, and it, at least my understanding is they try to stick to it as best as possible. Um, there's... Uh, Catholic foundation that can put you in different directions. Now, sometimes they deal with other organizations that don't work well with Catholic teaching, but they at least try to get you in the right direction. Uh, there's uh, a company called Catholic Life Insurance. I mean, that's just very... It's pretty like, straightforward. Straightforward, you know? Uh, and, and, and there are different, like... Uh, there are different financial organizations out there that will <coughs> help you... Um, <coughs> the right place to put your money and even if you're putting your money with another organization there are options to control where your money is going you just need to be invested although even then a lot of them do like pride campaigns and stuff and you know so yeah so in other words put your money with the knights of columbus ave maria mutual funds or other organizations that follow the guidelines of the usccb i've um i've written some articles uh like pro pro pro-life coffee alternatives like to starbucks um uh kind of a ranking of the the worst um insurance businesses for um donating to non 
anti-Catholic, anti-life causes. I'll put those in the show notes as well. Right, and and there are plenty of organizations, uh, plenty of businesses out there that are neutral in this. Right, they don't give to, but they also don't like support pro-life groups. <laughs> right, and I'm sure I'm sure Colby can give us more insight into a lot of that. But yeah. So one of the challenges too you run across with companies is a lot of times the company itself does not have direct charitable donations. Exactly. But they will have associate matching donation programs. Right. And so they'll have funds set aside for charitable giving that will match dollar for dollar anything that their employees want to give to. Right. As and long that's, as it's approved. That's so. what Disney did for the longest time. Yes. I don't know if they're still doing it, but Disney is one of those those and that's kind of how I could justify going to Disney World for the longest time, um, is that they they just do it based on the matching program. But so they're not like seeking out Planned Parenthood, correct. but they right. are matching. Right. They don't seek it out, but if their employees want to donate, they will match their employee donations. Right, which isn't good, but but it's, it's not it's, the it's, worst. It's, it's it's a disinterested right donation. Yeah, so it's attenuated. Yeah, so yeah. a company that I used to work for that I will not name um, used to do that. So the same, I had a fairly similar neutral stance. But one of the things that pushed me away from them was that they started to actively engage in business development seminars for LGBT initiatives. Did you used to work for the Girl Scouts? I did not work for the Girl Scouts. But um, they, I mean, when you work for large financial corporations, a lot of times they have, you know, charitable initiatives or they have, Mm -hmm. like, social responsible programs that they have to do as mandated by the government and uh, they chose to give their attention to certain business interest groups that were made public um, in support of I mean basically it was a conference for gay business leaders Mm -hmm. and our our company was a main sponsor or a title sponsor for that event. I was like, man, that's just kind of tough to swallow, yeah. you know? Which not, not that you would object to, how do I put this? You would not say, that we should discriminate have, yeah. and refuse no. to right. do business, but it's the idea that, like, somehow it should be something that we celebrate, that, like, right. we're seeking out yeah, <laughs> right. their business particularly. See, right. And one of the right. reasons I ended up with the Knights uh, after I found out they were an insurance company is the company that I left was uh, was actively kind of participating in that, right? Uh, not only were they doing, like, a hashtag pride campaign, right, um, which popped up on Facebook saying, Cody Reed likes this, hashtag pride. Yeah, right? Uh, and being someone who who um, wants to be, desires to be a devout Catholic, right? Um, I couldn't have that popping up on my page. <coughs> but uh, two, they were actually one of the main backers of overturning DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act. So kind of when I started doing the research, I was very turned off to this company. And it was like, how can I work? How can so when I work for a company? Yes, I represent the company, but the company at the same time represents me, right? If I'm bringing money into this organization, I want it to be going to something good. Like you're telling people, I work for them. They, sh- if they trust you, they should be able to trust the company, right? Right. And so I, I couldn't, in good conscience, continue to come to work with a company that did that. And so I was, I was willing to go and go out on a limb and work for a company who. Hey, who at the time I thought was kind of like 
you know, I'm not going to get paid as well. It's not going to be as good for my family. But I was willing to go out and, Which, and thank do God that we had a friend who told us about that company. Yeah, amen. Who Cold happens people. to yeah <laughs> to be here right cool. now. Yeah. So But and it turned out that they're fantastic. They're fantastic. Yeah. yeah like no, absolutely. Just they, more people we, need to the knights compete realize. with all the, the largest organizations out there. And um, they take their people to Bermuda. They do. Right? And and that's the others just, just the take you to the Bermuda Triangle. Right. <laughs> We're like, do they not like do us? Do they not like us? They're trying to lose all of their their best people. But no. no. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. So speaking well, of the Knights of Columbus. Cool. Let's uh, talk about the Knights of Wren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, we pretty much, we've covered all the uh, topics we wanted to tonight. Um, so our next podcast, hopefully, will be a complete breakdown of Endgame. As long as Woo! Scott watches it. Yeah, I'm going to sneak away from work and uh, watch it. Uh, yes. It, but that'll be fun. And um, we've got some other exciting episodes coming up. Uh, thank you for nerding out with us, the Catholic nerds. Uh, this is Scott Smith. Colby. Mary. And Cody. Please do subscribe to this podcast and share it with all your friends. Whether they're Catholic or not, live in Omaha or Bermuda, uh, where they like Star Wars or they're Trekkies. And remember, don't forget to spay and neuter your porgs and Ewoks, folks. Mm. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. <laughs> uh, good night. Bum 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 b